0: Log Talk Radio. The Bay Area Sports Show starts now. Just a loyal fans Trying to do the best I can. I'm not afraid to take a step. Take a step. Now your host, Danny Golden. The Bay Area Sports Show starts now. Just a loyal fan. Try me to do the best again. Pray, I'm not afraid. Just take a stand, take a stand. Now your host, Danny Golden.
1: What?
2: Day. There is time is 8 32 on this Wednesday, the twelfth of June, 2019. Danny Golding is here on the talk radio and on YouTube.com streaming live. We're um on for the next hour talking warriors. And well a couple nights ago, that was their most historic game, I would say. It's up there. It's straight up up there. One of their best wins in franchise history and just one of their most historic games in general in franchise history. I mean, that was an unbelievable win. as The Warriors get the job done 106-105 to 105, in a game that nobody expected that they would win after KD went down. And I got to tell you, like, I mean, I had a feeling that we could hold on. We could get the win. But when the Raptors took that lead in the fourth quarter, I was like, eh, this just probably has a chance of being over. I mean, I just, no one expected that they would just, hold on. Give me one second while I get some more people in here. All right.
1: <laughs> now we're going to be popping with these.
2: Anyway. Um, yeah, after the Raptors got that lead, you're just holding on for dear life. And, you know, this is one of the first, this is probably the first game since game seven of the 2016 NBA Finals that I was just, Every single play, edge of my seat, just, like, let's get this done, like, one of the most nail-biter games ever, and the final call, this is how it sounded, this is courtesy of 95.7 The Game, the Warriors Radio Network, Tim Roy on the call, one of the greatest calls over here as well. 12
0: seconds, 10 seconds. Leonard catches on the logo, steps out, guarded by Clay Thompson, six seconds, with five seconds, Leonard right side, stops, he's Van Vliet, Van Vliet, one dribble, get the quarter, wow, and it's blocked by Draymond, the game's over, the game's over, the game is over, the Warriors have won, 106-105, keep the lights on at Oracle, duck those seats off, that
1: old Barnes got one more dance,
2: Tim Roy on the awesome call there. Now, Steph and Clay, the Splash Bros, being down by six, two three-pointers, of course, won the game. But, I'm going to be honest. Now, call me crazy, like Kevin Durant was only there for the first quarter, a few minutes into the second. Then, of course, he makes that turnover, and he just goes down. And, like so, yeah. He only had 11 points, of course. On Steph had 31, Clay had 26, etc. But he was the one that got them that lead that stuck, that the Warriors were able to hold on to for most of the game until the last few
1: minutes of it of the fourth quarter.
2: And I don't think the Warriors end up having enough momentum to pull that off if KD does not play at all in this game. Like the Raptors being at home, Kawhi being how as good as he was and being as unstoppable as he was in Game Five. Like take away like that momentum that you had with the way that KD started off that game, and then just I do not think that they end up winning it. I want to welcome JD Hawk Hater TV and Tyler Marshall, my good friend. Um, Tyler asks, who is the X factor for the Warriors? Simple, it's Clay Thompson going to game six. Like, the fact that Clay did not play in game three was obviously, I would say, the main reason that we were just not even in it at all at the end of that. And yes, KD probably, well, he probably did lose the Max, although, you know, with this Achilles injury, you remember, you know, DeMarcus Cousins came back way earlier than we expected it in this playoff series. And when he had it in New Orleans, you know, I'm sure it was expected that he would be out for a lot longer than he did. And, um, I heard a story today about something that I had remembered before. I forget who it was, but someone that ended up, like, coming back in an Achilles heel within, like, a month or something, um, Hell no, Steve Kerr is not overrated. Are you kidding me? Steve Kerr, you see what Mark Jackson, like, with the Warriors, we're a first-round exit, and then Steve Kerr comes, and then he wins an NBA title next year. I mean, yeah, of course, he had the players to do it, but, I mean, his coaching definitely made a great impact. And I love Steve Kerr. I would not. I followed Steve Kerr back when he was a GM of the Phoenix Suns here, living in, in Phoenix, and I just, like, I heard him, like, being interviewed a lot, and I just knew, like, how smart. It, also, of course, I followed him on TNT, like, watching games and on NBA 2K and, you know, being a commentator. And, yeah, I mean, he just has the smarts for the game. Like, in fact, this is actually funny. Do um, you remember when the Niners fired Jim Harbaugh to hire Jim Tom Sula Before the 2015 season, after the Warriors won the title, owner Jed York tried to compare the Mark Jackson firing and the Steve Kerr hiring <laughs> to the Jim Harbaugh firing, and the Tom Sula hiring, or the Ron Jeremy hiring, for those of you that remember that. <laughs> oh, man. If you want to call in, um, the number is 516-595-8157. That is the number, and uh, we're going to play some sound. Um, Bob Myers, GM Bob Myers, was very emotional. And um, Yep, here we go. Well, questions, realizing we're not going to have more answers until tomorrow. So go ahead and start, Bob. I think I messed up the whole thing. I think I uploaded the entire press conference instead of just a one soundbite. Oops. But bottom line, he was crying. He was straight-up crying because of – he was saying that he doesn't think there's anyone to blame, but if you were to blame someone, blame me for – I mean, no, you know, his doctors, Kevin Durant's doctors cleared him to play. So obviously, um, if there was anything like that, they knew that they would not let him go at all. And you know what? I am gonna, I'm just going to play this. I mean, cause you got to hear it for yourself to really like feel the emotion in it. Well, questions realizing we're not going to have more answers until tomorrow. So go ahead and start Bob.
3: Um uh, Kevin had it it's it's an Achilles injury. I don't know uh the extent of it. He'll have an MRI tomorrow. Um prior to coming back, he We went through four weeks with our medical team and um, it was thorough and it was experts and multiple MRIs and multiple doctors um, and we felt good about the process. Uh, He was cleared to play tonight, that that was a collaborative decision. Um, I don't believe there's anybody to blame, but I understand this, this world. And um, if you have to, you can blame me. I run run our basketball operations department. And um, let me tell you something about Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant loves to play basketball. And the people that questioned whether he wanted to get back to this team were wrong. And I'm not here to...
2: So, bottom line, yeah. Um,
1: Bob Meyer is very emotional there. And,
2: yeah, just like I said before, like, Kevin Durant was cleared to play by his doctors. Um, he wanted to, of course, play in game three or four, but just wasn't able to until game five. If you want to call in, the number is five one six five nine five eight one five seven. Uh, If you want to hit up this YouTube chat, you can.
1: And Clay Thompson, do we have that sound? Yes.
2: Or not, do we? Well, whatever. Bottom line is what he said in his press conference was that, like, for all those talking heads saying that we're better without KD, that's just wrong. And, you know, there were a lot of, you know, I listened to a lot of, like, um, sports talk radio from, like, the Warriors' perspective. And there are a lot of fans that you'll hear call in and say that, hey, I don't think we need KD. We've won a title without him. And we've won 73 games without him. And we, yeah, you can beat most teams without one of your stars, but you can't beat all teams. Like, Steph and Clay and Draymond and Andre, just, they're enough to beat almost every team in the NBA, but they're not good enough to maybe beat, like, a team this year like Toronto. I mean, hey, they still can. They got two more to go, but, and we got one more final game in Oracle Arena tomorrow night, and it's going to be popping, but
1: and I'm going to get into, the of
2: course, the fact that the Raptor fans some of them cheered when Kevin went down. Um, like, and it was not like, were all oh, a few people cheered and it wasn't that, like it wasn't even able to, to be like noticed, like if you're watching the game. No, watching the ABC broadcast, you could hear the cheers loud and clear. And of course, you know, I would say the majority of the of Raptor fans in general were not like happy about it, of course, because you know, they have a reputation of being like some of the politest people. But they're also a hockey crowd who is like used to a more violent sport. However, even then, you know, you not really used to seeing people like like hey, whenever I've watched the charts in the NHL playoffs and I've n- and I've seen like some injuries. I've never like heard that happen like in a hockey environment either. But, you know, that being said, you know, it is a more violent sport, so you're gonna have like fans that are used to more violent, like, innuendo. I want to welcome um, another user in the chat whose name I'm not going to try to pronounce right now, but thank you for joining. If anyone wants to call and talk some dubs, talk whatever you want. The number is 516-595-8157. And, um, Charles Barkley... Has some sound. Now, this is who he blames for Kevin Durant's Achilles injury.
4: You've been asking these guys all morning if there's somebody to blame. Yes. yes, there is somebody to blame. The Golden State Warriors for putting KD out there. Listen, that was not right. You know, if you go back and look at the last two weeks, uh, the article comes out, uh, KD's worst nightmare, with the Warriors are winning without him. Then you come out, you read the articles, the Warriors are really unhappy when KD won't risk his Achilles. Uh, They're frustrated with KD. Now this man has to be feeling some type of weight. So I blame the Warriors for KD getting hurt, and I don't care what they say about it. They shouldn't have put that man out there. You know how I know it? Because he blew out his Achilles.
1: Yeah, you
2: know, I respect Charles Barkley, you know, for what he did as a player and, and, you know, living in Phoenix, I respect, like, some of the things that he's done, I guess, for this community. But on TNT and, like, whenever he's interviewed, like, right there on ESPN, he says, like, things, I swear, like, to just to stir attention. Because, like, straight up, um, if KD did not play because the, the Warriors did not let him play or he didn't want to play, whatever, or the doctors didn't clear him to play, how many people would be getting on would you hear the opposite narrative from? Like, it's just ridiculous. Like,
1: you're going to blame the Warriors
2: for pretty much their only opportunity to stay alive being down three to one. It's just ridiculous. And Tyler checks in the chat and brings up a good point about um, if Draymond Green gets one more technical, he's going to be suspended just like he was in the 2016 playoffs. And, you know, it's funny, actually. You were actually the one that texted me um, during Game 3 at the beginning, like when Draymond was just going crazy, you know, yelling at refs, you know, why is he not getting a technical? Like, what is he paying the refs? And then, like, maybe like a minute or so later, he gets a technical. (laughs) And I trust Draymond that he's smart enough to not because if the Warriors wanna come back and win the series like just like three years ago, like without him, like forget about it. I mean his defense, like that block shot that he got at the end of a couple nights ago, like to seal the deal and bring the
1: series back to Oakland.
2: Like Draymond is needed for this series to continue. So, like, if Draymond doesn't play in Game 7, the Warriors are not going to win Game 7. Like, it's as simple as that. Um, you know, and after I heard, those like, those Raptor fans cheering, I, like, just wanted to win that game so badly after that because I was just, like, I did not want to see those fans being able to celebrate a championship that night after they... Showed that much like unsportsmanlike, like unclassy bullshit, like bush league, whatever you want to call it, that was just ridiculous and just straight up like. And yeah, I know that like every fan, every team's fans like has every team's fan base just has that those type of fans that are just gonna act like that. And like I heard people try to say that oh, um, three years ago the Warriors or four. Four years ago, the Warriors fans uh, cheered when Chris Paul got injured. I don't remember that. And obviously, like, it wasn't enough for it to be, like, heard on the TV broadcast or anything. And that's – Now, Raptors fans, this, like, they've never been, even been in a title. And, like, the whole narrative was without Kevin Durant, the the Raptors are probably going to easily win that game, which would have been the case. So, yeah, I can see their knee jerk reaction to like cheer. I can see they saw it run down. And it was, of course, mainly like the the guy like sitting court or standing courtside, I should say, that just waving him goodbye. I think I saw someone behind him like doing that. Like a lot of the, those Raptor fans like on sitting courtside looked like they were shocked too. But and another kind of off the court incident. Now, this happened in game three. And I did touch on it briefly on my show on Saturday night, but I didn't mention it a whole lot. Um, Kyle Lowry goes in for a rebound
1: and he's
2: or he goes in for a loose ball. I mean, sorry. Um, and like a fan just pushes him and, and, of course, everyone's – the initial assumption is just some random jackass millionaire that's able to to do shit like that. But it turns out it's actually a part order of the Warriors. And, of course, he was escorted out right after that. And, like, when Kyle Lowry like, made made it known to the rest that indeed, like, did happen.
1: Um, but, like, the Warriors handled it well.
2: And, you know, it's – so, like, hey, you know, both sides – are going to have their jackasses, but a couple nights ago, it was, like, more known in Toronto that they were, like, the ones that were being the jackasses. Hey, we have a caller on the line. Um, This is, of course, a good friend, JD, a 49ers analyst on YouTube. Welcome to the Bay Area Sports Show, JD. How are you doing tonight? What's up,
0: Danny? Uh, can you hear me good?
2: Absolutely. Fire away. Oh, cool. Um, no, another good show, dude. Um, you're, you're doing a good job. The other night, that was a really good show. You had a lot of good interaction and stuff. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're doing some good stuff here talking, talking Warriors basketball. You know, I'm not a Warriors fan, but you're doing a good job, man. Um, I wanted to call yeah, in and give yeah. you my thoughts on the Kevin Durant injury and talk about how I kind of think it's going to impact the team for the rest of the series. Sure, go ahead, and if you want to talk some Niners after that, like feel free, like. Well, uh, maybe another time. I just, you know, tonight I just kind of wanted to talk about the Kevin Durant thing because I think that's a really big deal based on what happened, and just my overall thoughts on the Kevin Durant injury are. Um... <laughs> We can hear that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, It so right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, damn, J.D., I wish I had, like, some sound, like a laughing sound bite on the Swiss board or, like, a flush sound or something. <laughs> All right, hey, what do you, like, want to, like, call in and... <laughs> play like an anti like KD dish or something, which I think that's the thing you text me the little B thing. Um make sure we can actually hear it next time.
1: <laughs>
2: That'd be good. Um but yeah um as for what JD was saying um it will have an impact obviously on the team but it will also it could possibly and I hate to say this because like there's nothing that's ever good about an injury, like especially like that, you know, just like for the person in general. But um, it probably at least will mean that we will see KD Warriors uniform like whenever he's fully recovered, and that he will he won't get be able to get a, the super max deal, but I mean he could at least like do like a short term deal or something. But hey, I want to see Kevin Durant in a Golden State Warriors uniform, like for for the rest of his career would be like what I'd hope for. I mean, if he wants to. Somewhere else after a few more years of winning a few like a little bit more of the dynasty like maybe a title more or two then I'd be fine with that but like he proved last night that he was truly a warrior like literally and as he is a Golden State warrior and figuratively as he is just a straight up warrior in general and he's gained the hearts of the whole fan base last or a couple nights ago like for example like Kevin Durant or Warriors- Jersey, I would not I would not have wanted to necessarily get one like say before a couple nights ago because as appreciative as I was for the like what he's done, like winning us back to back titles. You know, he wasn't
1: homegrown like Steph, Clay and
2: Draymond. So like I probably wouldn't want to wouldn't have wanted to get like a KD jersey but hey if I ever decided hey like I mean I don't think I need any more jerseys you know this jersey I'm wearing for those of you watching live stream is all I need right there Um, but yeah like KD definitely grew in the hearts of Warriors fans I
1: want to thank the
2: three people watching on the stream you guys are awesome um, again, if anyone wants to call the number, 516-595-8157. Trying to get a text line and some cool things, but
1: I don't know about that. Um,
2: so, game six, tomorrow night, last game, regardless of the outcome. And, you know, I'll tell you what, if they – if the Raptors win – tomorrow night, it's going <laughs> to suck to, like, lose the last ever game of that historic building. But when that building was announced, or one, not that building, but like when it was announced the Warriors were going to move from Oakland to San Francisco back in 2012, and, like, Joe Lakeup and Peter Guber, when they took over uh, the, this Warriors ownership from Chris Cohan back in 2010, it was, like, most likely they were planning to move to San Francisco right then and there just because it was the better money-making move. Now, I personally didn't think that was necessarily necessary. I mean, maybe, you know, Oracle's getting a little old. They could have, like, built another arena, like, on that. I mean, I know Oakland sucks at being able to build new stadiums and everything. I mean, if if they didn't, like, the Raiders would be staying in Oakland and, hey, I'm not afraid to admit I'm glad the Raiders are fucking out of there. Like, like I don't even live in the Bay Area right now, and I'm not, like uh, – like, it doesn't even affect me them being there, but I just – it's good. It's going to be nice, like, having my football team being the only football team that plays in, in that area. That's going to be nice. Um, The A's, I I have a lot more respect for. And, like, I think they deserve a, a new stadium there, Um, which there's been talks of designs – like, there's been, like, a design of it that's been shown that's going to have, like, a great view of the Bay of San Francisco across the Bay, which would be, like, really cool for there to be two awesome baseball ballparks, like, a few miles from each other. But that's off topic a little bit. Like, when it was announced in 2012 that there was going to be a new arena, like, in San Francisco, the Warriors were a complete laughingstock. And this is even back when, you know, they had you – know, that was the same year that they traded Monte Ellis. Um Steph was good, but, like, it was – no one had any idea what he was going to be, what he was going to turn out to be. Like, he was a really, like, good player. He almost won Rookie of the Year in the 2009-2010 season. Uh Tyreek Evans, Sejades Kings. And I remember back then you got to brag about that. Man, think about how long ago that was. <laughs> By the way, I watched one of my old videos where I had like a mock draft from that uh draft. I predicted that Curry would go to the Minnesota Timberwolves who were on the clock before the Warriors. And the Warriors were gonna I think draft Brandon Jennings or something. <laughs> By the way, like think about it, like Think about all the teams that passed on step back then. Like, think about how they're feeling now. Uh, we're going to take our one and only break here on the Bay Area Sports Show on Blog Talk Radio and streaming live at youtube.com slash g s n g t v If you want to call them, the number is 516-595-8157. We'll be right back here on Blog Talk Radio.
0: All of the line. Log Talk Radio. Now your host, Danny Golden oh, Sometimes I get a good feeling. Yeah. I get a feeling that I never 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 have it. No. Radio. By
2: the way, this song, they play that, there'd it. be nothing awesome, more awesome, I should say, than hearing that song. I hope that song continues on chasing it, because to be honest, I have no idea why they decided to play that. Like, it's kind of a random song, but it's a good song, and sounds good. By the way, uh yes, these the, the St. Louis Blues are Stanley Cup champions as they beat the Boston Bruins in seven games. And, of course, the Blues were the team that knocked off uh, my San Jose Sharks. However, they have not won up in their history, so it's good for them. It's good for the city of St. Louis, who, of course, lost the Rams um, back to their original home, L.A. And, by the way, if the Rams had not moved to L.A., and somehow the Super Bowl was the same as it most likely would have been, Rams, and Patriots, it'd be the same cities in the Stanley Cup. St. Louis and Boston. And that's actually funny because the World Series and the Super Bowl both feature
1: Boston and L.A. So
2: congrats to the St. Louis Blues. Um, Most of the country was rooting for them. Of course, because of all the titles that Boston has won. (laughs) Recently, just like how mostly the entire country, with the exception of the great state of California, Nevada, and Hawaii, believe it or not, who, those are the three states that are rooting for the Warriors in this series, and the rest of the country is rooting for the Canadian Raptors. And just like I said before, the Warriors are already the champions of America, but... This would be the first time that there has been a Canadian NBA champion as well. Now, a lot of people are blaming Nick Nurse at the for his decision to call a timeout at the end of the game while the Raptors were on a roll, which ended up giving the Warriors more of the advantage because they were, were the ones that needed to rest because for a little bit, like in order to have the momentum to get back in that game
1: why also was
2: probably a little guess too and hey you know i don't necessarily blame him for that i mean that's the first time i've ever heard of any case where like a coach is blamed for calling a timeout cuz usually like
1: coaches are blamed for not calling timeouts so
2: Oh, J.D., yeah. Did he, I did hear about Grant Napier going off on DeMarcus Cousins, and I really wish that I, I would have had time, since I worked earlier And I really wish I would have had time to, like, prepare entirely for the show because I would have gotten uh, – when I saw that on Facebook, I was like, I got to get a sound clip of that for the show. I didn't get – I got to hear the actual sound of it myself. And, of course, uh, DeMarcus Cousins is a former Sacramento King. Grant Napier is the play-by-play announcer for the Sacramento Kings. And he also has a local radio show in Sacramento as well. And of course that's where he went off on for the former King DeMarcus Cousins. <laughs> and Cousins actually and oh by the way, speaking of Cousins, he had a, a good game in game in game five. He was lights out. He had fourteen points coming off the bench after the Katie injury. And unlike he did like at the beginning of this series, he did not look like, at all injured while he walked. Like, he looked, like, in great shape. And I hope we see him again in a Warriors uniform next year. And after he, like, he basically... It, it was bleeped out. He basically... He told everyone, down and Katie, to, like, fuck off or whatever he said or... And he said, like... I think he said, fuck them or, or something. Um, And he... Call the fans booing trash um and apparently Grant Napier thinks that that' it's, that he shouldn't have called out fans um, when fans cheer when a player tours, tears his Achilles, then yes, uh, he has every right to criticize the fans every every right like to call them out for being absolute trash. And like the Raptor players too, like Kyle Lowry, Danny Green, and Serge Ibaka were all looking at the crowd, being like, "What is wrong with you guys? What, are you seriously?" Like they basically were waving at them, just telling them to just shut up, just stop. Like, so that's just a terrible look. I mean, of course, the ABC broadcasts got on it right away, and like we were, we're shocked that they were doing it too. And Jurassic Park, I believe that it's the spot outside the
1: Raptors arena. That's like
2: fans hanging out during the games where you always see it like during the game, you see it in the background, you see all the fans there. Um. Apparently there was a lot of cheering for it as well there too, which is, it's just sad. And I've heard some positive stories, you know, from Raptor fans too. I heard of some guy like Canadian Raptor fan sending flowers to the Warriors front office, you know, with apologies for it. And another, some more like donating to Katie's uh, charity for at-risk youth. So, I mean, there's some positive spins, like on every every negative it's gonna have some positive. But unfortunately, the negative just outweighs the positive in this case, as I just not look like it reminds me, like JD, of course, you definitely remember this. Navarro Bowman getting injured and in, in the Seahawks fans booing. And JD, I know is of course you screened it as Hawkhater TV. I know you hate the Seattle Seahawks more than anything on this entire planet, so I'm sure like like that is just absolute classes for any fans to be doing that, as I keep saying. I um, wanna welcome Abomination TM to the chat. He said who who says who win. Talking about tomorrow's game, game six. I say the Warriors get the win on their last game at Oracle. Unfortunately, uh, I like I, it's gonna be tough to be and I say that um the Raptors get it in game seven. But hey, if the Warriors do lose this, lose the game tomorrow night. It's not going to be a good look for the last moment of that historic building, just like I said earlier, but it's also not going to be a complete disappointment because, hey, winning the 2017 NBA championship at Oracle Arena, I say that's enough for me. I mean, just being able to win one championship in your home barn. And When the Giants won their three World Series, all of them were on the road. I mean, it's got to be the best thing ever to be able to – Do your team win it all in person
1: at their home floor or court or field, whatever?
2: If you want to call in, the number is 516-595-8157. We've got about 19 minutes left to go or scheduled for. And um, Tyler brings up Charlie. Charles Barkley criticizing the Warriors Dude that did not hear. This is what you Charles Barkley had to guys say. You these
4: all morning if there's somebody to blame. Yes. yes, there is somebody to blame. The Golden State Warriors for putting KD out there. Listen, that was not right. You know, if you go back and look at the last two weeks, uh, the article comes out, uh, KD's worst nightmare, The Warriors are winning without him. Then you come out, you read the articles, the Warriors are really unhappy when KD won't risk his Achilles. Uh, They're frustrated with KD. Now this man has to be feeling some type of weight. So I blame the Warriors for KD getting hurt, and I don't care what they say about it. They shouldn't have put that man out there. You know how I know it? Because he blew out his Achilles.
2: Charles is just talking out of his ass, straight up. I mean, if KD had not played, he probably would be blaming the Warriors for the fact that they did not clear KD. Like, honestly, Charles Barkley is just seeking attention. And I like the guy, but, I mean, I just – I cannot stand his anti-Warriors bias. Like, especially – even in 2007, the eighth seed, who, of course, upset the number one seed of divers. he was hating on the Warriors back then for whatever reason. I don't know why. And hey, like people made points that hey, he's never won a championship before. So who is he to even question what a championship caliber team should do? What a champion, what a two-time defending championship team should do?
1: Oh, Lord.
2: By the way, that that article that he was referencing, the uh, KD's worst nightmare. From what I've heard, that's an article written by Tim Kawakami from The Athletic, a famous Bay Area sports writer that even has me blocked on Twitter as well as a bunch of other people. And, of course, in famous February press conference, well, he called out another Warriors beat writer, Ethan sherwood Strass, by name for, like, writing an article, which it's very rare to hear a player do in a press conference, like, for writing an article that he did not agree with. And at the end, Tim Kalakami like, finally was like, hey, you know, how are you doing? How's the team playing? And he's like, you know what? I'm done. I know you don't care about that. He straight up shit on Tim Telecom in that press conference. And yes, JD, I am saying Charles Barkley is a little... Play. like He's just trying to... In our society, to say everything is a blame game. Like, that's what, what Bob Meyer said in his press conference. Like, if you want to blame anyone, blame me, because everyone wants to blame someone when really... Like, of course, Kevin Durant... Like, if he did not think that he had any capability to play, he would not have played. He put his body on the line. He put his entire leg on the line for the Golden State Warriors to three-peat. Defend their NBA
1: title. And yet, some of Katie's own
2: fan base does not respect him. But hey, like, from now on, like, no matter where he goes, like, if you see KD playing in another uniform and he comes back to what will be the Chase Center, he gets introductions. He's going to get the biggest cheer no matter what. And hopefully the next time we see him, we'll be at the Chase Center in a Golden State Warriors uniform. I mean, as long as he's, he played for the Sonics Flash the Thunder, you'd think that he's going to want to at least play a little bit more years like in Golden State. I mean, I get the idea Wanted wanting to go to another – team, wanted to go like the team that's terrible like the Knicks to try to at least get them back into the playoffs. But that's just like it just doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. Like, yeah, like it's like wanting to play on Madden with a team that's not that good and try to get them to win when you could just play with a team that's really good and it's going to win the Super Bowl. It's just It's just not common logical and it doesn't make any sense.
1: Warriors want to win this game.
2: Steph and Clay, of course, need to have big games. You won't see Steph having a 47-point game like he did in Game 3. Of course, because Clay, Clay will be there. But if they could combine for about, like, 50 points, that would be great. And, like, a good strategy is just let Kawhi score as much as she wants on you. Make sure no one does anything else. Like Lowry, Van Bleet, Ibaka, et cetera, like Danny Green, Osco Siakam. Like, defend them as much as you can.
1: I mean, Kawhi was just
2: unstoppable in these last two games. And, like, of course, the Raptors are not afraid to play at Oracle because they've won twice already there. I mean, how embarrassing would it be if the Warriors don't even win one game playing in their final series, their final playoff series at, at that arena, and they don't even win one game it's funny how, like they used to be a better team at home. Lisa have only won like in twenty fifteen when they won their first sale, they had like three losses at Oracle that whole entire. I think it was only like two maybe even like they barely like lost any games at Oracle arena back in the day, and then this year they did not have as good a regular season they lost a lot of games like by like a big margin as a matter of fact um but All that is out the door. They need, they owe it to the fans to play their ass off and to get that victory and close that barn out on a positive note. Because if game four would have been the last game, that just just would have been a bad feeling. Like, having all those Raptor fans just out there celebrating everything, which, of course, if they win, they're going to do that, too. But I'll tell you what. Like, for all the fans that left early, too, like, I – Note for a fact that no one listening to me right now is going to be at this game, but if anyone is listening to me, you know someone's going to be there or whatever, make sure they're as loud as they possibly can and make sure they do not leave early regardless of the outcome, regardless of what the score is. I don't care if the Warriors are down 30 points at the beginning of the fourth quarter. You stay until the end. If you want to beat the traffic, you stay until the traffic is already cleared out and then you have no problem. I mean, This is the last game at a building that has been around for 53 years.
1: The team that's in the NBA Finals and is trying to defend their two-time
2: title, trying to get that three-peat. By the way, J.D., here's a question. Would you compare this Warriors fantasy with the Niners' dynasty in the 80s and the 90s. And, of course, um, the Niners almost three-peated, but they did not. So, if this is what happens with the Warriors, that would kind of be ironic because – or not not ironic, but kind of be, like, coincidental because there's a team that's a dynasty but just isn't able to three-peat.
1: I mean, hey, three titles from this dynasty is good. I mean, two more can get that easily. (laughs)
2: I think about how the Warriors and the Lakers just basically switch places also. I mean the Lakers were the big dog and throughout like the the NBA and of course even though C Warriors are the Golden State
1: Warriors. The Lakers are were, were California's team. And now that's at least changed.
2: And JD points out that the Fortnite has won five championships eighteen straight years of ten or more wins. Yep. I want to welcome Harry Potter to the chat. Harry, thank you for joining. Um give us your magic powers and put us give us um some more views. Get use your wand. Put um like give give me ten views. Come on Harry Potter. Work your magic here. I mean I got ten minutes left but I want callers. I want people to interact with you on the Bay Area Sports Show on Blog Talk Radio. If you want to call in, the number is 516-595-8157. The St. Louis Blues are your 2019
1: Stanley Cup champs.
2: And for those of you that did not hear earlier, this is what GM Bob Myers' reaction to – is injury. Old questions, realizing we're not going to have more answers until tomorrow. So go ahead and start, Bob.
3: Uh, um, uh, Kevin, had a, it's, it's an Achilles injury. I don't know... Uh, the extent of it. He'll have an MRI tomorrow. Um, Prior to coming back, he went through four weeks with our medical team and um, it was thorough and it was experts and multiple MRIs and multiple doctors. um, And we felt good about the process. Uh, He was cleared to play tonight. That was a collaborative decision. Um I don't believe there's anybody to blame, but I understand this, this world and um if you have to, you can blame me I, I run our basketball operations department and um Let me tell you something about Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant loves to play basketball, and the people that questioned whether he wanted to get back to this team were wrong. And I'm not here to. He's one of the. He's one of the most misunderstood people. He's a good teammate. He's a good person. It's not fair.
0: Bob, Mark, Medina, Barry, and his group. With all due respect, what's your reasoning to say to point the finger at you?
3: I'm, I am um, the president of basketball, if you have to. And I don't think there's anybody to, to blame, but I get it. That stuff happens.
2: Bob Myers is very emotional there. Yeah, five
1: people now. It's popping. Yeah, you know? Kevin Durant,
2: he put his leg on the line for his teammates. And that'll be respect. That'll be remembered. Like, regardless of what happens this series, like, this dynasty is going to live on. But when we lose this series, it is going to be one of the most memorable NBA Finals for the Warriors. I mean, last couple of years, it was a a cakewalk. Like, the Cavs last two years, 2017,
1: 105, 2018 sweep. Of course, that that one game they lost in 2017
2: was the only game that they lost the entire playoff series, which was incredible. I mean, that's just not something that I... The last time I'd ever hosted a blog talk radio show, looking at this exact switchboard and everything, just the idea of the Warriors winning an NBA title was laughable. Like, I mean, they were even a playoff team back then. Like, it was after they fired Marsh Acid and hired Steve Kerr. Like, I knew they were going to be good for a number of years, but I just did not see them, like, being able to win a title that next year. But then, like, midway through the NBA... Season, it was almost going to be obvious that the Warriors and the Cavs were going to be in the finals that year. And then it was obvious that they'd be the two teams in the finals for the next three years. And it's just insane. I want
1: to welcome Harry Potter and Visa Valia to the chat. Thank you for joining. Got about five minutes left on here. Clay and Steph, they finished the game. They won it for the Warriors. Just the way that they've done, like since this dynasty, and even before the dynasty started. Like, it was almost inevitable that the Raptors were gonna
2: be able to, to hold on to that game. I mean, they're up they're up one hundred to – or one oh three to ninety seven. At that point, like almost no one I mean, despite like how many how many times the Warriors have come back and won like just any game in general, like no one expected they were just gonna be able to to pull that off. Like it was almost gonna be evident the season was gonna be over. And of course, Kyle Lowry
1: miss, misses that jumper, and
2: Draymond blocks it. Which, by the way,
0: Bamblee down to 12 seconds, 10 seconds, waiting for Leonard. Leonard catches on the logo, steps out, guarded by play Up to six seconds, with five seconds. Letter right side stops. He's Bamblee. Bamblee one dribble get the corner. Lowry is blocked by Draymond. The game's over. The game's over. The
1: game is over. The Warriors have won. 106-105. Keep the lights on at Oracle. Ducks those seats off. That old barn has
2: got one more dance. I want to know how Harry Potter, that wonderful wizard, found this stream. He's from Brazil, apparently. Uh, Saw a big lie the whole time. We all thought he was from London, but no, he's he's really from Brazil. But maybe he's just Harry Potter's uh, cousin with the same name that lives in Brazil. I don't, I
3: don't
2: know. I don't know how it is with YouTube, but, like, I don't know if it's known that, like, people would just show up in live sh- random live streams. Like, I remember, like, I used to go on a stick cam, like, this live chat that we used to do, like, for football talk, and there'd just be random people that would just just come in there
0: and
2: be like, hey, how did you buy this email? I just was looking for it. <laughs> Back when I used to do shows before, I used to get people to actually prank call in, like JD kind of did earlier, our only caller today. And There was one time 10 years ago when I was 12 years old, hosting a show. I had like 10 people just call in off from a from a bunch of numbers, and all they would say would be, badger, 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 badger. And maybe there were big Breaking Bad fans at the time, even though that shit was only in its, like, second season back then. But, no, there was, like, 20 people on that one Switchboard. And I had, like, uh, people that would call in. But, like, so the Switchboard used to be packed. And, you know, Block Talk Radio nowadays doesn't seem to, like, be as bumping as it used to be. But there used to be people that would, like, just look at the random shows that were on and they'd, like, call in and, whatnot like my boy T Spence used to do a show that I produced for called Skate for, and you get just people listening and calling in and
1: interacting and everything all right
2: well I think that'll do it for us tonight thank you for everyone that tuned in thank you to JD, Tyler,
1: Harry Potter
2: everyone else tuned in and listened. Um, Game six, tomorrow night at Oracle Arena as the Warriors look to their season alive, do or die. And that's all we got. Danny Golding, signing off. Wonderful night, everyone.